There was nervousness. There was anxiety in Boston. There was anxiety. Why is that? Well, because you can't go down 0-2. Like, okay, you lose one game. All right, good. But you lose two. Now we got to talk. Now we got (laughs) – there's some issues here for a team that right now – is considered are, are they the favorites right now? The Celtics with the Milwaukee Bucks being out, yeah, I believe that they are the favorites. They're the betting favorites, the too, betting yeah. favorites and now. Vegas has them. Pegged, so, so now you you got the betting favorites in the Celtics. That's a lot of pressure because you're supposed to. You're expected now to get to the finals. You're expected now to even win the championship. But last night everything was fine. For one more night, it was fine. Right as I looked yesterday. And watch the game. This was a game in which it wasn't the the, the best of games. When you Jason Tatum had seven points yesterday. Like, I, foul, I, tr- foul trouble. Hold yeah, on. But seven points. That's all. Whoa, we got lights flickering in. Look at it. We, you know, we're back on. I love this. It's it's what happens when it rains sometimes. Oh yeah, you know? it is raining in Southern California for people who are watching here at the Rich Eisen Studios. Mic still work. And yeah, the mic still, still work. Hot. Everything. Yep. We're hey, on. This is you know this is one of those days, End of right? Days. <laughs> <laughs> End of days, right? This is what happens in Southern California when it starts raining. Things just start happening, right? Things start happening. Like lights start flickering. Um, you know, microphones up and down. But you know what? We're here. And we're here with you, and I'm excited to be with you guys as always. <laughs> Brockman, Del Tufo, hey. Del Tufo, are you are you okay now? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Are you we're okay I'm, now? I have to, see, I'm like, like you need a coffee. What's my what title, you need, man? You was kind of wound up. Title? Uh, director of uh, uh, director of operation. Of operation. <laughs> and it's like, by the way, it's it's. I feel like I have to do like 90 things. He has to unplug something to fix it. TJ's helping me. Right. Like Hoskins is in the back. Liz is in the back. Everyone's like working, and, and we're fine now. Yeah. I feel good now. You okay, TJ? You all right? <laughs> you know, because you know what? Honestly, you would have been better out of all of You already had a candle lit over there. Yeah, so, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> TJ would never be in the dark. If the lights go out, I can still see, baby. Yeah. It's, all good. <laughs> it's all good with me. <laughs> you know what? I, didn't even I, I stays ready so Ooh. I don't have to get ready, Kirk. That's my you life's know? motto, bro. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, the PTS, it's the PTSD I live with every day, by the way. I live with this every single day. Of, of because the power have, going out? Yeah, well, no, oh. when you have kids at home yep. and the Wi-Fi's out. Oh, you would yeah. think that the world is about to end. Oh, yeah. yeah. To end. Oh, my God, Dad. What's wrong with the Wi Fi? Why, is this Why isn't the Wi Fi working? Why is this Do you know when it's coming back on? Do we need to call someone? Meanwhile, it's been 120 seconds and I'm they're losing telling, their like, mind. Hey, you know what? Let's go down and reset the router, right? Yeah. You go reset, unplug it, plug it back in, reset right? The router always works. It's still not working. What do we do? Well, go grab a book. I don't want to grab a book. I don't want to grab a book. I was like, well, look, go sit down in your room. Relax. You don't always have to be on the iPad or, you know, watching TV. Just relax a little bit. But but it may never come on. What's going to happen? I'm like, relax. And that's how I say it to Celtics fans. I think NBA fans in general, relax. Yes, I'm a little, I was a little worked up Tuesday night. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm not a I'm I'm not apologetic about it, you know. I'm just just what it is. We got beat by the Warriors by, by the Lakers on Tuesday. We got punked. Come on, man. See now you, now you gotta go. Why you gotta throw that in there? Well, I'm just punked. saying. I mean, well, hey, that's come what, on, a man. Quarter and a half without scoring. If Jordan Poole don't shoot that from LAX, we okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Raymond <laughs> said he liked, did, didn't mind the shot. I didn't mind the shot either. He's made that shot before, but think about how close that game truly came down to. It's one. You know, point in the game where things got a little out of hand for a little bit. Warriors showed their grit. They came back. They just didn't win. LeBron James 
a different LeBron James, a not point forward type of LeBron James, more of a wasn't the facilitator. But I have to tell my own self to relax. This is as much as you guys were having me just like, hey, Kurt, calm down. It's going to be okay. The show's going to be all fine. Good. All good. That's all good. Things happen. Well, I think things happen in the NBA. And with the Boston Celtics, it's the same thing because I'm watching a fan base because Ime Udoka is no longer the head coach. And last year, he showed a lot of grit and he showed some a lot of strategic moves that got the Celtics to the NBA Finals. Joe Mazzulla's first time, first rodeo. And it's a little bit different coaching the JV versus coaching the varsity, mm-hmm. right? You coach the varsity now. Some of the moves that you thought you would do and this, they are now going to be critiqued. They will now be criticized. And now with the series tied one-to-one, now everybody can just exhale for a little bit because we got a series. Now it's a best of five. It went from best of seven to now best of five. And we're still no word on the league's MVP, Joel B. Will he be out again for another game? That's what I'm watching in these series, Ralph. The, the NBA playoffs for me is just, it's, it's a drama series, right? What's the drama series that you guys watch? The soaps and the days of our lives. Days of our lives. I mean, I used to be a guiding light guy as the world turns. It's like every day it's it's, it's something new, right? You can't just – if we went in with this scripted understanding of what the playoffs were going to be like, it will be boring. But we tune in because each and every game is a different storyline or a different outfit, right? You remember what James Harden wore in game one? He didn't wear that same outfit in game two, and that was a terrible outfit, by the way, James Harden. But (laughs) he came to the game looking like Cookie Monster, (laughs) right? So if you come to the game looking like Cookie Monster, you got to drop 40. you got to drop 40. I mean, it's mandatory. That's the rule. And and now... (laughs) There's no other option, Kirk. But this is what happens, though. Now you have a situation where when a series tied, you sit back and now you can regroup. Everybody's equal. It's equal footing now. And you have you have five games to figure out how do we get past this basketball team who look they're down their best player. The Celtics are supposed to win. But we always look at I mean, I know I for me always look at its building block. It's steps, steps, you know, uh, I guess steps to not only get to the next round, but more importantly, figure out who you are. Like there's moments in these series that we're going to say, man, that's a bit of adversity. How do they how do they handle it? How do you get past it? Right? And I'm saying this maybe from a Warriors fan. Maybe because we go through something every year, right? It's either an injury to Steph or Draymond's gonna be suspended for one game at some point, which he's already been suspended already. Yeah. Like you have to go through something. I think that's what it is for the Celtics today. They had a you know foul hit foul trouble yesterday for Jason Tatum, but they found a way to get it done. So now you move forward. And now when you're moving forward, with the series tied up, now it's time to go out and have a little fun. So we saw the 76ers. They got to figure some things out. James Harden had his one night that you're reminded of who he is. And then game two, sort of back down to reality. But then now you start to look at some of the other series. Because tonight I can't wait. Lakers, Warriors, part two, game two. A lot's going to be on the line. We're going to talk about that too throughout the day because I saw some I saw some comments from people. I'll just say people. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I'm just, uh, people, Just man. comments from people. Uh-oh. And I get mad at, why, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we, let, why do we let nameless, faceless mouth breathers on the internet Whoa. upset us? Whoa. Is that what you mean? I don't even know what you're about to say, but it's fun. But why do we do this? 
It's, it's like week by week or game by game, day by day, week by week, series by series. We're always trying to, if this person wins, what does this mean for their legacy? Yeah, it's so annoying. Especially when it comes to LeBron James. If Steph Curry beats LeBron, knock LeBron off the pedestal. Of off of Mount, Mount Rushmore. Off of Mount Rushmore. Stop it. Like it's the NBA's all-time leading score. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, why, would he, why would he be knocked off from Mount Rushmore? Because Steph beat him in a series? It's not all about LeBron. It's about his team. I think we should be criticizing other players more. Maybe Anthony Davis, who had an outstanding game in game one. Can he repeat that performance? There's other things. I just I get so upset when I'm, I'm like, come on. So I, I love when people speak the real. Like, I speak the real. I tell the real, like, you know, what I see. When I watch basketball, I see, okay, I like what they're doing. Oh, I don't like what they're doing. But I also respect history. I respect guys that have been doing it for a long time. And not to just go off on a tangent about LeBron, but – there's a reason why LeBron has been doing it for so long that he doesn't let the outside noise truly affect him. Like Dylan Brooks was a young dude trying to poke the bear and it didn't work. LeBron moves on and then they take that momentum from the first series. Now they're into another series and what happens? They're already one game up. So now they're telling everybody to just relax, calm down, relax. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's why I'm watching. That's why I'm excited about it because right now we got some really good series right now, except for the one between Denver and Phoenix. That's just, I well, mean. Well, the home team did what it was supposed to do. Correct. Denver Denver held court at home, and now we go back to Phoenix and see what happens. We'll see what happens, but they're already KD washed. I mean, come on, man. People are saying Kevin Durant's washed. That's, and that, that's Who's saying wa- that? Washed or he's 20 games into a new situation, and he's like, you know, kind of being the new kid at school now. Doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. Correct. That's what it's. When you lose, whose fault is it going to be? I've always said this, too. or I've, I've well, always, It's not I, his fault. He just got there. I've always heard this. When you win, everyone's happy. But when you lose, it's always somebody's fault. What is it? Win- winning has a thousand <laughs> fathers and losing is an orphan? Yeah, pretty much. But if you lose, it's somebody's fault. Everybody has to. You have to find a scapegoat. And the NFL is like, Trust me, every, someone's going to fall on the sword in the NFL. You don't make the playoffs. You don't have a successful – somebody's falling on the sword. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, TJ, like, to be honest, like, last year, Cowboys actually had a successful season. They actually won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They didn't advance, but who had to fall on the sword? Kellen Moore, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just – that's what the NFL is. That's what the NBA is. Majorly, someone has to fall on the sword whenever things don't go – their way or go right. That's what I'm looking at in the NBA. And that's why later on the show, Joe Varden, he's going to talk to us about coaching, coaching vacancies, players who've been scapegoated, as I would say. But as I shift a little bit, because we still got some little lingerings of the NFL draft, the NFL news that is coming up. And just want to get a couple of little thoughts from our guy, Charles Robinson, the Yahoo senior NFL reporter. We'll talk a little bit maybe about Lamar Jackson. Finally, putting pen to paper as he signs the richest contract in NFL history. We'll talk a lot about that and some more NFL news right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had some comments post-draft. Here's a little Ryan Tannehill post-draft. Rand said he talked to you in February and said you knew exactly where you stood with the organization. Where is that? How do you stand with the organization? My job is to, to get ready to go win football games, and that's what I'm going to do each and every day. You can only control what you can control, right? Mike and Rand make those decisions, and um, as players, you got to control what you can control, and that's doing the best you can, prepping yourself mentally and physically each and every day to, to go win football games. You kind of went through this last year, of course, with, with Malik getting drafted and all these questions too. Does it make this round of all those type questions any easier, you know, in, in a team drafting a potential future quarterback? Yeah, we've, we've been down this road uh, before, so it's definitely a little bit of deja vu. Um, but like I said, um, Mike and Rand make those decisions. My job is to go out and, and try to win football games. Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. For how long? We don't know, but those are his comments. <laughs> so to hopefully explain some of those comments, possibly, I bring in my guy, the senior NFL reporter for Yahoo, Charles Robinson. He joins the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Borson here filling in for Rich. Charles, could you explain what Ryan Tannehill is trying to say? He keeps doing this every single year. We know what he wants to say, but yet he doesn't say it. Just say it, Ryan Tannehill. I know that my day is her number. Why doesn't he just come out and say it, Charles? <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be uh, – I don't think you're going to be playing guitar, you know, singing around the fire in the quarterback room <laughs> in the 2023 season. I think uh, Ryan knows that – just from a financial standpoint, I think from an age standpoint and the fact that now the org has taken swings on two young quarterbacks and back-to-back seasons that, look, the writing's on the wall. And I, he should have known this, and I think he had to have known this in February. We've gone a couple of months now, and I think really most recently back to the NFL owners' meetings, 
it was getting around the league that the Titans were making calls to other teams about Ryan Tannehill. And what I called it was sort of a pocket listing. Like, hey, we're not really shopping Ryan right now, but we're wondering, would you be interested in Ryan Tannehill if something develops and we decide to go in another direction? I think that other direction initially was expected to be C.J. Stroud. Um, they did all their homework on the quarterbacks. I think that's what they were trying to do was to move up to number three to take Stroud. And I think if that had happened, they would have then tried to perhaps on the clock or immediately after the draft um, try to find a home for, for Ryan Tannehill in that contract. I don't think there was a lot of traction out there, honestly, to, to uh, bring Ryan in. I think especially once Aaron Rodgers got done with the Jets, um, Lamar Jackson got done with the Ravens. There weren't really a lot of spots where teams sort of felt backed into a corner and needing to bring in a veteran like that. But you know, like you said, say what you you know, say what you mean. You know, your your days are numbered, and it's probably frustrating to have to go through this again. But we went through it last year, and as we saw, Malik Willis wasn't ready. We have no idea what Will Levis is really going to be able to to live up to at this point. So he may have that job longer than even he thinks. You know, Charles, the NFL draft was just a week ago, right? How quickly this week has went by. We finally had a chance to exhale, right? Relax a little bit and sort of analyze the draft in its totality. For you, now that it's over, who do you think was the biggest winner of last week's draft? Well, you know, look, everybody talks about Philly, which I get. You know, Jalen Carter for the value right. where Howie Roseman was able to take him at nine. Um, and you know, that's great. I, I think Jalen has some, some concerns. I think there were maturity concerns, but Philly had the upside of um, Jordan Davis was a guy who was really close to Jalen Carter when they played together at, at Georgia, the way it was described to me. Was Jordan was kind of a big brother to Jalen there. And so there's a little bit of that Georgia community already built in to the Eagles, and it made that landing spot and the ability to kind of help Jalen Carter grow, you know, as a, as a person and a player. It was it was a good landing spot for him with Philly. You know, Nolan Nolan Smith getting him at the end of the first round. Um, Tyler Steen, the tackle out of Alabama. You see Howie really going back to Howie Roseman going back to Georgia and Alabama quite a bit the last couple of years. Clearly, he's seeing you know the high end results out of high end players, and and that's what he wants to build um, in Philly. But that was to me that was the obvious one. I actually thought the Colts um, had a had a better draft than. Maybe they they got credit for I didn't you know I haven't looked at all the grades but I mean just right. from the size of their class massive in a in a draft <laughs> like this I think um, tight end depth there was depth here and there but most people consider this sort of a C draft well if you stack a lot of bodies you're going to have some hits <laughs> and I just think top to bottom they picked the most players and you know they also I thought got some value on some guys Josh Downs was you know some teams had Josh Downs. Um, you know, closer to a first round grade, they end up getting him in the, in the third round. And they, everything's going to be about Anthony Richardson, though. You know, I think we all know that. If they hit big on Anthony Richardson, um, that's going to be a franchise changing piece for, you know, who knows how long that kid could play 15 years, 20 years. We're talking with Yahoo senior NFL reporter Charles Robinson. You can follow him on Twitter at Charles Robinson. So, Charles, there was good news and bad news over the last couple of weeks in the NFL. Good news is that Aaron Rodgers was officially traded to the New York Jets from the Green Bay Packers. Good news is that Lamar Jackson signed his contract 
you know, the richest contract in NFL history with the Baltimore Ravens. That was the good news. Charles, the bad news is that we don't have any stories now. We're getting to that point (laughs) of the NFL offseason where we needed that story that you can talk about every day that would lead in your A-block news of the NFL. We don't have that story now. The draft just ended. We don't have that story now. So for you, what should we expect over the next couple months? What is that story that's going to continue to keep driving NFL news until we get to training camp? Well, we can stay in that quarterback lane. I mean, if you, what's remarkable about this is, you know, Hurts got done. Wow, massive deal. Um, Lamar's deal gets done. Wow, massive deal. Aaron moves on. But remember, you still have two guys that Mm. are up right now, and you can extend them right now in uh, not only Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, but Justin Herbert with the Los Angeles Chargers. I I actually think low-key those two negotiations are going to be even more interesting than what we just saw go down with uh, with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, because you have two organizations with the Chargers and uh, the Bengals that have the reputation, and people can argue whether it's deserved or not. <laughs> go ahead, say it, Charles. Say it. Go ahead. Yeah, they're cheap. Okay, cheap. right? Don't want, <laughs> there it is. Don't want to be, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> not backing up the Brinks truck, right? <laughs> unless it's the ownership house. That's not really where the Brinks truck's getting backed up. They're not, you know, considered these cash-rich franchises that like right. to have a ton of money in escrow um, because of the funding rules. So, basically, you have two owners, um, and you know, the Spanos family and and, and Mike Brown uh, with the Bengals that are sitting there and saying, "We'd love if we could get a deal done like a Patrick Mahomes deal." You know, uh, he he locked himself up for a decade with the Chiefs. It was for a ton of money, but it was so much control that was kind of handed over to the franchise in that situation. And that's how it became a lucrative deal, but also very team-friendly. And Mike Brown's already even said he he would like Joe Burrow to look at what Mahomes did and consider that, you know, being the kind of deal that he does in Cincinnati. But I, if, if you ask me, hey, what's more likely that it gets done this summer, that it, it drags on all the way to um, the fifth-year option kind of situation with Lamar Jackson – I actually think it drags on. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if it got done unless uh, one of those quarterbacks decides, you know, I don't have to reset the market. I don't have to, you know, bunny hop the Lamar Jackson contract. Um, it, it's just, and, and here's the complication here. And, you know, right. we've all done this long enough. We've been, you guys obviously been in the NFL. I mean, you, you have two agents that are going to sit there and go, yeah, let's let the other guy get done first. So even the agents are sitting there going, we don't want to be the first, you know, right. of, uh, if this is a two-horse race, we don't want to be the first across the finish line. We want to be second to make sure we we get that, um, you know, the new AAV, you know, high, and I can say that, that our quarterback's the, the highest-paid player in the game. You know, Charles, we talk so much about the fantasy football aspect of the NFL in terms of the skill position players. We just talked about the quarterbacks. We can talk about the receivers and running backs. But I think like a story that's not being talked about enough that has a lot of significance because this guy's the reigning defensive player of the year in the National Football League. It's only a matter of time till he has the richest contract in NFL history for a defensive player. When does Nick Bosa get his contract signed? When does that deal get done? I think that's a big story coming out of San Francisco, and no one's talking about it. I think it's the situation with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy that, oh, that's all we focus on. But why are we not talking about Nick Bosa and a contract that he's probably going to garner? Yeah, that's – I would – 
I think there's a good chance that that's something that gets done going, you know, going into camp. That's look, it's that's a different situation there. The ownership, you know, they know they will pay players. Um, even you know, with the injuries that have happened there, I think there's no question in their minds the way that they've evaluated, you know, Nick Bosa. They felt like this is a guy that, in their minds, they'll argue to you, well, he's been the defensive player of the year three year three years running. Like we feel like he's been the best player. You know, with with all due respect to Aaron Donald, they think they've and and they've expressed to Nick that they think that he's the best um, defensive player in the game. So I don't I don't think there's any um, worry on their part in terms of getting that done. They're gonna they're gonna take care of what they can control. What they can't control is how fast Brock Purdy's elbow develops uh, or heals. They can't uh, control you know what's gonna happen ultimately with Trey Lance if he's gonna be able to you know get himself on the track that they need him to get on. If anything, I would almost say if you if you're like, oh, is that the biggest storyline in in San Francisco between those two? I, what if it's Sam Darnold? Like, what if what if you have a situation where they're sitting there staring at two quarterbacks in Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and going, well, I don't know, maybe it's Sam Darnold's season up until you know training camp. Let's see what Sam's got left and what Kyle can do with him. Um, we'll get the Bosa deal done. He's going to be the highest paid player um, on defense. Uh, at some point before the 2023 season, um, hopefully Sam Darnold can give us something so that every other part of this team <laughs> looks fantastic and Super Bowl ready. They need they need something at quarterback tangible uh, in the next couple of months more than anything. Just a couple more minutes here with Charles Robinson, the Yahoo senior NFL reporter here on the Rich Eisen Show. And so uh, here we go. Today's May the fourth, Charles. Next Thursday will be May 11th. So I'm already penciling in when the NFL releases the schedule. How do you feel about a Week Five Thursday night C.J. Stroud Will Levis matchup? Because they got to get that game out quickly. So a Tennessee versus Houston game early. I'm starting to go through matchups in my mind where the they have to happen early because I don't know if I want to see that matchup on primetime TV in Week 17 or Week 14. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Let's especially with the young quarterbacks. Let's make sure. They're going to put those games on prime time. Let's get them up front because I, I'm pretty sure all those franchises that you know took those guys are, are going to have some some struggles to go through by the end of the season. And um, but yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. I it's I'm curious looking at the quarterbacks that were selected, you know, in the in the first round, and then obviously Levis. You, I think we'd agree. Like Bryce Young, CJ, those those guys will start out of the gate. I'm, I, I want to see how patient Indianapolis will be with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, um, it already sounds to me like, uh, you know, you listen to the owner and he's already pumping him up. Like he's gonna, he might actually start out of the gate. I I could not have foreseen that. <laughs> listening to other teams say, hey, you really need the red shirt here. You really want to develop him patiently. Let's not force him and put all these expectations on him out of the gate. And yet when I listen to Jim Irsay, like it sounds like he's ready to go. He's ready to pencil him in on top of the depth chart. So that, that to me is really fascinating how quickly he gets in there. And then Levis, you know, he's going to have to compete. They're going to start him at number three on the depth chart. Um, but given how the selection was made, uh, the fact that I think ownership is definitely standing behind Levis on this one and when really wanted that pick to be made, I would not be surprised if uh, he gets nudged up as quickly as possible if he shows that you know he can get out there and handle it. And then I, I think just embrace being a leader of men and 
make sure he stays on the right side of the line between cockiness and arrogance. Well, last one before I get you out of here, Charles. Um, the one thing that I'm looking at, too, uh, over the next couple of weeks as the NFL will release his schedule, it's obviously some some teams and and how do we feel about them this year? Where last year, remember the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, remember how they maxed out on right. primetime games. And then you have Lamar Jackson, who was injured down the stretch last year. So we were forced to watch some Raven games without. So for me, I'm just saying the Ravens now, they got the deal done with Lamar Jackson. He is now fully healthy, we think, from the injury that sidelined him the final part of last season. With that deal being done, and he's having a press conference right now, Charles, one thing I want to ask is, have we seen the end of guys representing themselves in terms of the big position like quarterback? Or was this just a one-off? Is this is over with? Will we see this again down in the future? I mean, I'd say yes, except uh, let's be real. I mean, he, he did a good job. He like, did. I, I, and I was very critical of – I understood at times the need for an agent, especially when he, you know he, he told the Ravens he wanted to be traded – you you really need to have an agent at that point because they're working behind the scenes. They're talking to other NFL owners about, you know, would you be willing to sign him to this kind of a contract? Let me tell you what kind of guy Lamar is, why you should invest in him, all these different things. But um, in a way, he did have an agent. Nicole Lynn at Clutch was his agent. I mean, she she did the Jalen Hurts deal, and and then, you know, Lamar was able to just – the Ravens were able to reengage and say, is that a deal you'd be interested in? And, you know, we'll move the numbers a little north to, you know, to make sure that you're mm-hmm. at the top of the, the the heap. And so, you know, he played as patient as he could. I think it all worked out. It's, that's the one thing about Lamar, I have to admit, is that every time he has decided, I'm going to do it my own way, I'm going to bet on myself, um, you know, in college, I'm going to play quarterback. I don't care what you <laughs> think. You're not going to move me to wide receiver. You're not going to move me to any other position. This is what I am. I'm a quarterback. He became a great quarterback, right? In yeah. the NFL draft, you had some people who suggested, well, maybe he should, you know, showcase his, his wares at wide receiver just to let teams see what else he can do. Nope. I'm going to be a quarterback. Guess what? Not going to run the 40. Um, mm-hmm. Here are the things I'm not going to do. I'm going to have my own quarterback's coach. Not going to have an agent. He made it into the first round, you know, which is a tough road to hoe um, in the situation that he was in. And then he played this all the way out, and now he's the highest paid player in the NFL. I. At some point, you just shrug, you shrug, and you go, you know, man. Like I tip my hat to you. You, you got control of yourself. You're patient. You bet on yourself over and over. You win over and over. Um, I think if if players have that kind of talent, and um, I guess that kind of like just honestly courage and will, you know, you can you can win. But you got to have that kind of talent. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. It's like Roquan Smith did his own deal too, right? Right. But where's Roquan Smith? He's one of the best linebackers in the game. I mean, yeah. you got to have that kind of talent to be able to pull it off. <laughs> you know, Charles, I appreciate that note, by the way, because you made me, you reminded me of something, right? You, you mentioned Nicole Lynn, the agent of Jalen Hurts. The deal that she got for Jalen Hurts was easy because Lamar Jackson was like, okay, I want that. It's kind of similar to me when I go to a new restaurant. And you're looking at the menu, and you're like, what do I want? But then you look over to the table to the right, you're like, oh, yeah, I want that. But let me put a little extra on top of that. So that's just, uh, yeah, that's a good comparison there, man. Hey, Charles, I appreciate the time, man. Great to follow your work. And uh, you have fun in the little hiatus that we have of the NFL, man. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Take care. (laughs) That's Charles Robinson, the Yahoo senior NFL reporter. Follow him on Twitter, at Charles Robinson. Speaking of Ravens, though, the Baltimore Ravens, 
where do they fall on my top 10 post-draft AFC rankings? That's right. I did a rankings. I did a rankings, people. Let's go. Yes. And this is my rankings. The top 10 of the AFC post-NFL draft coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ah, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Call us 844-204-RICH. Watch us on the Roku channel, channel 210. Listen on SiriusXM, Sirius channel 218, XM channel 202. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Eisen Show. Subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. So, yes, I took the time to do my top 10 AFC rankings right now. This is all post-draft. Because we all just like rankings. We like to argue. Oh, who do you think is going to be better? This What team got, got better? How did the draft go? Well, you know what? I took the time to do a little exercise, and I wanted to start from the bottom and now work my way up to the top, baby. Starting from the bottom. My number 10 ranked team in the AFC right now. 10. I hated to do it to put them this low because I think they could be better, but right now... The team that drafted me, the Las Vegas Raiders right now, the 10th ranked team in the AFC. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo brings stability to a quarterback position that Derek Carr was, was, did, I think, an admirable job. This was a team that just had a horrible defense last year. Now, they go out and draft Tyree Wilson, number seven overall. You bring a couple more pieces in defensively. You got younger in some areas, but you still got Devontae Adams. I love the Michael Mayer pick. You still got Hunter Renfro. You've got some people. Oh, Josh Jacobs, by the way, one of the leading rushers in the NFL. I'm going to stick with the Raiders at number 10, but they can rise pretty quickly. Let's move on to number nine. Number nine may be a shocker for some folks. What about those brownies? The brownies in Cleveland. Yeah, interesting. A full year of Deshaun, not the half year or the five or six games that he played at the end of the season. I want to see what this looks like a full season for Deshaun Watson. 
I know he wants to prove to everybody, and I've seen the reports, he wants to prove to people that he's still a top-tier elite quarterback in this league. But after two seasons, we've kind of forgotten about Deshaun and how good he was before everything went down. That's why I'm putting the Cleveland Browns at number nine. Number eight, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. That's what I keep telling people. Hey, they're all of this, bringing in Aaron Rodgers, wow. all of the hoopla, still to be the third best team in your own <laughs> division, right? That's what I'm, I'm just saying. This is just my opinion. I, look, I love Aaron. Aaron's a great dude. Love my 2005 draft classmate, right? As long as he's in the league, I'm in the league. Yeah, he's the last one standing, He's the last right? one standing, man. 2005 draft class. As long as he's in the <laughs> league, I'm in the league. Now, I've been out of the league for about nine years, and he's still going, so totally different. But I like the moves, love the Garrett Wilson conversation of uh, Devontae. He's the Devontae Adams to Aaron Rodgers, so I love that. But this was a good defense last year under Robert Sala and this ball club. I think that they're the number eight ranked team. I just don't see them as a playoff team in year one, which ultimately gets Aaron Rodgers back for year number two. All right, here we go. Uh, Number seven. L-A-C. Ooh. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers. They got number seven. And the reason why is because the guy, number 10, Justin Herbert. I feel like there's a learning curve. There's a process that you go through. And it takes failure to find out what success truly feels like. Last year, or last season, the Chargers failed in the playoffs against the against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is going to fuel their offseason that's why I think that they're one of the teams to watch out for. Sneaky team that can reach the AFC championship. Number six, Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Peterson. Jaguars, man. Trevor Lawrence proved a lot. And only reason why I got them at six is because I'm going back to my own career. People always say it's a big leap from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. I always say the biggest leap you make in an NFL career is actually year two to year three. The game slows down tremendously because you've seen it fast, full speed, but yet you know what to expect. You know the travel. You've been to a lot of the the road games within division. You know the hostile environments. But this team also learned how to win last year. That's why I got my Jaguars, my one of my former teams in the NFL, mm. at six. Number five, Miami Dolphins. That's right, the Dolphins. Tua, I think, will be Tua again. We keep talking about Burrow and Herbert. Why don't we talk about Tua in that same rep? It's because of the injury history, which rightfully so. But I feel like Tua, with all the things that he's been doing this offseason, I'm still trying to figure out where do I go to school to learn how to fall. I mean, he went to how do you fall school? Please tell me where do I go for that because my kids need that because they come home. Jiu-jitsu class, Kurt. I'm talking about, you got I mean, you can't just, oh, my knee hurt. I fell. Boo-boo. Well, you know what? Let's go to this class that two are going to so we can learn how to fall. <laughs> this jiu-jitsu class, right? whatever it may be. But, you know, like we saw Waddle and Hill last year. What does it look like this season, right? You're adding running backs. You've added just to me a defense that's got better. Remember, Jalen Ramsey comes over from the Los Angeles Rams in a big trade. This will be a defense. Bradley Chubb up front. Don't forget about the Miami Dolphins. They're at number five. Number four, we are going to get a full season, and I'm hoping we get a full season of Lamar Jackson. Please tell me. 
Because if I get a full season of Lamar Jackson, that means I get a full season of the Baltimore Ravens being one of the best teams in the National Football League. It was hard to watch Tyler Huntley last year because you just knew that that ain't Lamar. Yeah. So you hoping, man. And it came close a couple times. But Tyler Huntley ain't Lamar. Lamar is one of them in his own. Former MVP in this league. You add in Odell Beckham Jr. You add in, like I said, I love saying this line. Lamar Jackson got his contract, but also he got his flowers as well. They drafted Zay Flowers in the NFL draft. So he's got another weapon to add to what he's always got. Mark Andrews, is he not the top one or two tight ends in the league, right? After, look, Travis Kelsey's number one. Yeah, yeah. But can we put Mark Andrews at least at two? We should. I mean, we're putting Kittle. T- he's there. That's why I got the Baltimore Ravens at number four. Now, here's the tricky part. My top three. You ready? Because I think everyone can have their own opinion, their own understanding of who should be one, two, and three. I'll start at three. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Only reason why. Who was the, the Bills' last game? Who did they lose to? They lost to those Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals came in to their house and curb stomped them. Boom, get out of here. We're going to take over your couch. <laughs> Saturday couch. They went into the Ralph. your couch. They went into the Ralph. F your couch. Highmark Stadium, whatever they want to call it. It's still always going to be Ralph Wilson Stadium to me as a former Ralph. Bill. But look, the Cincinnati Bengals came in took care of business. That's why I put Buffalo at three because they're still one of the better teams in the NFL. But they know it comes down to one thing for them. What do they do in the postseason after the divisional round? So that's where I got Buffalo at three. Now, have they added the pieces? Look, I like the Dalton Kincaid pickup. We may see Kincaid and Knox, the two tight ends. You still got Stephon Diggs. This run game. I want to see how where this run game goes for the Buffalo Bills. But they still one of those scary teams that we hoping and wishing they can finally get to a Super Bowl and win it this time, not lose it. The number two team, I just mentioned it, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you tell me. The Bengals right there. They're not afraid of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are not afraid. They are not there. Look, this is what it comes down to. They've been to the Super Bowl in the last two seasons. They've been down to the final match to get to that Super Bowl. I am 100% convinced that this is a team that they just need that one more piece. And maybe they got that piece. We'll see. But another year of Joe Burrow, and I said it again, the big leap. Year two to year three, we saw that from Joe Burrow. Will he take another leap? I'm talking about MVP of the National Football League, Joe Burrow. That's what I think is upcoming for Joe Burrow. And the number one team, that's pretty easy. It's the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, they just keep getting better, right? They just keep getting better. Felix Anyadike Uzama, their first-round pick out of Kansas. They get another pass rusher, like a team that they – they know their weaknesses. They know Frank Clark. So they say, hey, we're going to draft the DN. They get their DN. The offense looks a lot different now with Kadarius Tony. Then you add in uh, another year for Sky Moore. I'm just sitting back and I'm just, I'm, I'm watching it all. Like, this is going to be pretty fun watching the Kansas City Chiefs tear up the league. And maybe you may get more out of Clyde Edwards Elaire, who got his fifth year option decline. But man, how good can the Kansas City Chiefs be? And on a side note, too, and that's my top 10, by the way. My top 10. Good stuff. I like it. I appreciate it. I, I mean, Rich, right. Rich it's always not going to approve of it, but I, I, I know we got to work with it. We got a minute. Yeah. So no Steelers, 
who no. finished eighth last year. No, no Patriots finished ninth. Correct. Uh, no Titans. Mm-mm. No Broncos. That people Mm-mm. really like what they've done in the offseason. I got to see it. Uh, Sean I got to see it. And obviously no Colts, no Texans. Correct. Uh, Raiders finished 13th in the conference last year. You have them 10th. Yes. Browns were 12th. You have them 9th. Mm-hmm. Jets were 10th. You have them 8th. Yes. And um, then all the playoff teams you have exactly the same as last year. Yeah. <laughs> how, how crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I didn't intend for that, but I like it, though. I, I mean, and it's just where I'm starting at as the season comes approaching. Who was 11th? Who did you leave out in 30 seconds? Well, who did I was leave Broncos out? Broncos first team out? Yeah, Broncos were my first team out. I had Broncos first team out, and then right behind them, the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? But uh, look, side note real quick, how cool is that the match? The golf tournament. Oh, we can talk about Look at that. that. Next yeah. hour. We can I mean, talk about looks, next hour. Awesome. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson versus Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I will watch that event.